Hi, y'all. Welcome back to my podcast, Let's Talk Books. If you're new, hi, my name is Grace, and today I'll be talking about Air of Fire by Sarah J. Mass. And guys, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it because there is so much information that I felt like I missed because it wasn't very clear. However, I'm going to try my best to explain it to you guys. But before I go into it, I'm going to give a quick summary of what happened previously so then you'll have a better understanding of what's happening in this book and why Selena is where she is in the sense of location. And before Selena got sent to Wendelin, she was on the continent of Ardlin, which is the main continent that the first two books focused on. And Ardlin is also like the name of the kingdom that the king of Ardlin has power over. And Selena was working for the king of Ardlin as his champion. And just a quick reminder, she won the competition that the king held in the first book and became the king's champion in the second book and did all his dirty work through that period. And while she was in this position, she did a lot of contracts and did a lot of his dirty work. And by the end of the second book, we learn that Selena is the queen of Terrison and her real name is Aelin. And Cole, reminder, he is the captain of the guard or was the captain of the guard. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth about that in a little bit, but Cole was the captain of the guard and he makes a deal with the king to send Aelin or Selena, to Wendelin, a place or which is a, it's a place on a separate continent, or it's the name of the separate continent. Um, it was very unclear on what the name of it was and how I would describe it to you guys on what it is really. So she goes to Wendelin under the geese that she would infiltrate the government and defeat the navy because the king of Ardalan hasn't been able to get through the navy and. Cole was like, oh, I'll send her this direction because under the guise of being able to defeat the Navy and be able to infiltrate the government, and Cole got the support of his father, who in turn wanted Cole to return to his territory on the continent of Ardalan and become the next Lord Duke of his t- territory or region or whatever. And instead of going to the territory as he was supposed to, Cole decides to stay in Ritfold, which is a city that King's Palace is located, and joins the rebels. And in the third book, we see that relationship of Cole and Adion, who is a new character in this book. And he is a cousin of Selena. And I'm going to start using the name Aileen because that is what Selena's real name is. And it starts transitioning in using Aileen, not Selena, as the story progresses. So I'm going to be using Aileen instead of Selena. And I may switch it back to Selena sometimes. But just giving you guys reference on who I'm referencing when I use the word Aileen. So, in the, the air of fire starts off with Selena and Wendland trying to figure out how to survive and infiltrate the government when Rowan, who becomes the official love interest. So, in the previous books, we see Selena or Aelin having a relationship with both Crown Prince Dorian and Cole. And she fell in love with Cole, I believe. And I think she had some interest in Dorian, but I think she fell more in love with Cole compared to Dorian. And if you are interested, I would definitely recommend reading the Assassin's Played before reading the Throne of Glass series because that helps you understand better. Like, it gives you a little bit more context with what Selena references later. And she fell in love with a guy named Sam who doesn't really get that much information about and is someone who, like, she references. And he's also someone that, like, got murdered 
too. So he's not relevant later on. However, there is mention of him in the first two books. So Selena has had a lot of relationships so far, but Rowan is the official love interest and I believe they do get into a relationship later on. However, this is the first time that Selena or Aelin meets Rowan. And Rowan tells her that, well, like, when he finds Aelin, tells her that she has to, she has been summoned to see Maeve, who is a very powerful fae and one of the original fae. And Selena is related to Maeve's sister, Mala, who married Brandon and had these powers that um, Selena possesses. And Brandon and Maline, or Mala, that's who it is, Mala. I just realized I combined Mala and Aelin's name. Um, so Mala, Mab, and Maeve were the three sisters, and I believe they were the three, like, original, like, fae's or, like, people who began the world or began, like, the fae bloodline, from my understanding. Maeve, I don't think, had any children. I think Aeon is a, from the bloodline of Mab, I think, and then, um... Selena or Aelin is from the bloodline of Mab, or, oh my gosh, of Mala. So that's the general gist of who Maeve is. And throughout the book, we see Aelin learning how to control her powers and learning more about Woodmerks and how much power the king may possess. So Woodmerks are keys that, and there's a total of three keys in this world. I'm going to go in a little bit more depth in a little bit, but just to give you guys a little context. Um, and... Selena also doesn't know how much, um, like, Aileen, oh my gosh, where, where am I going with this? So, she, oh, okay, let me restart. She, so she also wants to talk to Maeve about what she knows about the Windmarks and realize that Maeve doesn't know as much as Aileen slash Selena hoped that she would know. Selena hoped that Maeve would know a lot more information because she has lived for a thousand years or even more. And Maeve admits that she doesn't really know much about it. And Aelin's like, what the heck? Like, this sucks. Um, but it's okay. We'll figure that out as the story progresses. And Selena and Rowan also become friends throughout the story, even though Rowan came off as a very cold yet very powerful fae and has been alive for centuries. He's very well known among generals and soldiers because there have been, like, he's he's very well known and has there's been stories about him for, I believe, centuries because he, I think people know about him, but they've never met him type of thing. Like, they know the story of him. It's kind of like, I think, in real life, it's like the idea of, like, Alexander the Great, but and it's like you know who he is, but you never met him type of thing, even though he's dead. But I'm just thinking that's probably a really bad example, but that was my first thought, so I apologize. Um, but anyway, going back to the story. So... Um, next thing I want to discuss is kind of a little bit of, about Dorian. So Dorian has this power and throughout this story, he learns to control it and he learns to control it with the help of a healer named Solsha. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And Dorian also falls in love with her. And Solsha is a girl who has been working in the palace for a couple of years now and she has helped heal Dorian, Cole, and Aelin throughout their little adventures in the palace. And 
Dorian asked her to help him with his power and that's like then there's some stuff that happens later but I'm not gonna mention that until later um and while he kind of gets help with with Sosha or gets help from Sosha um Cole and Adion, um, who, like I mentioned earlier, is the cousin of Aelin and is waiting for Aelin to come, like, back to Redford and show him that she's alive. Um, he is working with Cole to fight against the king and help the rebels. And Adion is a very strong and powerful general who works for the king but has been secretly helping rebels over the years. And Adion also is a very powerful and scary general, and he's very well-known. So much Rowan, but immortal, not immortal. Rowan has is fae, and he has, he has magical powers and stuff. And he has been alive for centuries. Adion is about, I think, like 25 or something like that. And the uh, king has given rings to generals that he wants to keep close and use his power to influence them in their decisions. Um, Adian was given this ring because he is an important general to the king. However, um, king ended up, or not the king, Adion ended up throwing away this the ring that the king specifically gave him and decided to create a new one that looks the exact same but prevents him from being influenced by the king because the king uses these rings to have influence over these generals and essentially control them through his power. And then uh, near the end of the novel, we see the king summoning Dorian, Sosha, Adion, and Cole into his throne room and ask them questions about the rebels. And Social gets killed in front of Dorian, and Adion confesses about what he has done and gets thrown into prison. Uh, Cole doesn't say anything and runs out from the king, and that's how he was able to escape his deal with his father. So like I said earlier, um, I think I phrased it weirdly earlier. So Cole makes a deal with his father where if his father supports him with having, like, bringing it up in this meeting with the king, saying, hey, can you send Selena to Wendelin? Because Wendelin is a lot safer for Selena to be than it is to be in Redfold or in the continent of Ardlin. And in exchange, his father says, well, you have to come back to the territory or region that they are rulers of and, or, like, is, like, the lord or duke or whatever. Um and become the heir to that kingdom or whatever you want to call it and then Cole was like yes sure why not and then Cole ends up like while he is figuring out a replacement to being the captain of the guard uh he is helping the rebels so throughout the story he was helping with the rebels on the side and trying to make sure the king doesn't know about it and then when this meeting happens, when the king summons Dorian, Sosha, Adion, and Cole, the king is able to get information out of Adion, 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 and Adion admits that he uses a fake ring, and the king was like, that makes a lot more sense now, like, that explains why you've never been influenced by my power, and gets, tells people to throw Adion into prison, and the king wants Aeon to be in prison as well as for a trap for when Aileen comes back onto uh, Ardlin or back into Redfold. Then he can use it 
like be like okay this is a way for um as a trap to kidnap Aelin and potentially kill her and then Dorian shows for some reason oh okay also this is sorry this is going all over the place um the king also knows about the rebel movement I mean of course like we already know that like the king has had an idea about what happened what has been happening with the rebel movement Aedion confesses to that and is like yeah I've been helping the rebel movement and that's also partially why he got kicked into prison. And then King also has Sosha confess that she has been writing to this guy who is a part of the rebel movement and telling him information. And the guy that Sosha has been in contact with, his name is Ren, and he also has been helping Cole and Adion with the rebel movement. And... So, Ren is still alive in the fourth book. However, we don't really get that much information about him because he ends up getting sent up north. And so, we don't really hear from him that much in the fourth book. Um, but that is what's happening. So, Social ends up getting murdered right in front of Dorian. And Dorian ends up getting really pissed off and using his power in front of the king. And the king was like, okay now I finally know for sure that you have powers, so I am going to have you become a slave for me. And so then to kind of go into, like, before I go into more detail about that, I'm going to talk to you guys about a little bit more about, like, what the windmarks are. So like I mentioned earlier, the windmarks, windmarks are, or a windmark is a very powerful key, and there are a total of three in the world, and Aelin realizes that she's used to, she used to have one of them, and one of them has been passed down through her family. However, she believes that Arabin, who used to be her like boss through the like assassin guild or whatever, and Selena used to be an assassin. Just if you didn't know that, um, and. She thinks that Erwan stole it from her when he found her in the river uh, about 10 years ago. And he has been creating, and the king has been creating an army of creatures from another world called Vogs. And they are demons. Um, and they're very powerful. And they are from a different world. They have come on into their world multiple times throughout history. However, they decided to come back because the king stroke strike to deal with them, I think. And when they are able, they so the only reason why the Valks are able to get through is through this portal. And the king is able to open portals, not for very long, but enough time to allow a few of the Valks to come through each time he opens a portal. And the Valks, in order to survive, from my understanding, they have to have a host to control since they aren't from Aelin's world. And through this, like, the king decides to create these necklaces or something like that, that I think has, like, it's, I think, a connecting thing where the demon is, like, once it's, once the necklace is put onto you, then the host is able to get into your body and can get control of it, I think. Um, so essentially, the... Uh, oh my gosh, where was I going with this? Uh, the king decides to put a necklace of some sort onto Dorian. So then Dorian becomes, um, what's, I don't know what the word is, but gets infiltrated by a 
valve prints and essentially Dorian has no power over his body anymore because it is now controlled by a Valg demon and Valgs have like princes and they have demons and all that stuff like it's similar to the hierarchy of the like how the king would work like the power structure of that if that makes sense and so Dorian gets controlled by a prince of the Valg I think and what else was important um oh yeah, so going back to why Selena gets got sent to Wendelin, she got sent to Wendelin on a contract from the king because Cole wanted to save her and get her out of the continent of Ardlin because the king wasn't safe. I think I mentioned that already, but I just want to make, reiterate it so then you guys had a better understanding because throughout um, this book, she's on Wendelin and she is has been working with Rowan to control her powers, essentially, and... By the end of the book, Aelin ends up killing a few of the Valgs that were at in Wendelin and kills a very powerful va- general that had a Valg in the in his body. And she realizes the Valgs take control over the host with a necklace. And that is what happened to Dorian, which is what like what I mentioned earlier. And Valgs are not necessarily mortal, but are able to get shut out from Aelin's world. But the king has decided to bring them back into the realm, I think. Like I mentioned earlier, he's able to bring them back through portals, and he has decided to bring them back into uh, their world for power and to create a more powerful army, essentially. And that's about it, I think. Uh, Yeah, because I already... Yeah, so, sorry, I'm, like, looking at a little, like, checklist to make sure I mention everything, because there's a lot of information happening in this book. So, I wrote down, like little checkpoints to make sure that I mention everything to you guys. So I apologize that it seemed a little repetitive with information just because I was doing this like earlier and I feel like I wrote stuff that were should have been better organized, but I just quickly wrote down so that I have a better understanding, a better memory of what happened because there was a lot that happened and I feel like I couldn't really explain it as well as I should have been able to because there was just so much information and there was a lack of communication, I guess, in the sense of like how surgery mass writes. And it really frustrated me with the lack of clearness because it, I wouldn't say it's like dense per se. I just felt like there are things that could have been cut out and things that could have been like clearer and been like, I think if surgery mass went back and rewrote stuff, I think it could easily like if I was able to have editing power, I think I would have I would have a conversation with the mass and just be like, dude, you need to make this, this, and this clear and this can be cut out, like all of that stuff. Um there's also okay, going back, I just remembered this point. Um the last thing I'm gonna mention before kind of finishing my little quick summary of what I thought about this book. Um, there is mention of the Iron Teeth clan in this book, and there's, I think, brief mention of them, I think in the second book, potentially the first book, where the Iron Teeth witches have been alive for centuries, and they have been persuaded by the king to come join his army. And we get to see, uh, through the 
point of view of Manon Blackfeet, I think that's her last name, through Iron Teeth Witch called Manon, and she is in control of one of the clans. There are a total, I believe, three witch clans, and she's the control of one of them, and then I think by the end of it, sh I don't know, was it this book? Um, essentially, we learn, I mean, I just tell you guys this, this man, I don't, some of it blurs together, honestly, at this point, but Manon becomes the leader of all three clans, and then she, essentially, the Iron Teeth witches are now a part of the king's army, and the king has persuaded them to be, to fight for him, and we can just see how much the king has wanted to get more people into his army. So I wonder how many things or how many bodies and how many different creatures are in the king's army at this point. Um, because I feel like I lost track. Um, and I kind of wish that there was like, I know, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I really wish that there were more maps and just more finely trees because I think the map that Sarah J. Mask gives us does not good not does not do a good job of explaining where and kind of what's happening because we only see the continent of Ardlin. We don't see the continent of Wendlin. And I wish that Sarah J. Maske gave us a map of the entire world. So then we would have a better understanding of what's happening. And then she could have gave us another like two maps, one where it's the entire world and the other map where it shows a close-up of the continent of Ardlin. So we would have a better understanding of like, oh, okay, she's talking about this section, she's talking about this region or whatever. And I also wish she gave us a family tree as well because there are definitely like names that I'm confused on how they're related and I don't know if they're relevant or if they're important for later on. So that also makes it really difficult to understand. So I kind of wish that she gave us a family tree as well. There is probably one online, but I think that's my biggest pet peeve so far, uh, or one of my biggest pet peeves with this series. I think overall so far, I mean, I think the third book was slowly getting better. However, I think overall, it's definitely not like my favorite series of all time. I feel like all the series I've read and talked to on this podcast are series where I'm like, what I don't know if I would recommend. I think the series that I would definitely recommend, like, I don't, if I had to recommend any of the series and to anyone, I think the only one I would most likely recommend so far that, and that I've talked to you guys about is the Twisted series. However, I do understand that not that many people... Well, not necessarily not that many people, but I do know a few people who wouldn't read it because it's much more smut than I think some people I know like, and which is totally fine. Like, that's a-okay. I'm not, I'm one, someone who, if I had the option of reading a full-on, like, romance novel that has smut in it versus a any other type of book that doesn't I would most likely rather read a book that doesn't have it compared to the with it just because it's like I I'm much more plot driven like I much rather have like a good quality plot 
than anything else. Um, but I know everyone's different. So anyway, I should probably finish this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And if there's anything that you guys wanted me to add or wish I mentioned, please DM me. Um, I do have an Instagram called Let's Talk Books 2023. I also have an email called Let's Talk Books 96 at gmail.com. So please reach out and send me book recommendations, questions, comments, or anything. And just a reminder, after every episode, there I believe there is like a little thing that will pop up about review and it will give you like stars or something like, or it's a question where it's like, how did you feel about this episode or something like that? Please like comment on that if you have anything that you want to mention or anything you want to add because I'd love to hear more from you guys about how you guys feel about my episodes and what I can do better as well as like books that you guys want me to read and talk to you guys about. My main focus I think for the next couple of episodes will be the Throne of Glass series and then Akatar, um, which is the Court of Thorn of Roses. And I may read Crescent City, which is also by Saturday Mass. We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Um, you guys will be the first to know. And I might mention it on my Instagram as well. And that's about it. So I hope you all enjoyed this next this episode. I'll be talking about the Queen of Shadows in my next episode. And I will talk to you all my next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>